Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior professional from the U.S., Andrea Butcher. Andrea, welcome to the show. Hi, it's so good to see you. Happy New Year, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect with you today. Thank you, thank you. Andrea is the Chief Executive Officer of HRD Advisory Group. Uh, She's on the board of Junior Achievement of Central Indiana, which is the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. She's a 500 Circle Mentor for Pass the Torch for Women, and she co-founded Next Gen Talent. So Andrea, with so much amazing experience in the world of human (laughs) resources, before we start talking human resources, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Oh my gosh. Well, it's it's always funny to hear a bio, isn't it? Because there's all these things behind the bio that people don't see, all the all of the the bumps and the bruises and the hard work. And you know, I I feel so grateful to mm-hmm. get to do the work that I do through HRD and Next Gen mm-hmm. Talent. I mean, mm-hmm. I have always been passionate about the potential within people. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, there are stories that my parents will tell or that I'll I'll remember from early days in school where I noticed someone not being included or mm-hmm. I noticed someone, you know, not leveraging a strength or a gift and mm-hmm. just wanting to pull them in. I just, I have such a calling for giving people an opportunity to shine. Wow. I believe Absolutely, that every single human being has purpose, has potential, has goodness within them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to be a catalyst for mm-hmm. growth and encouragement. And um, I'm fortunate that I get to do that every single day. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, you know, I've spoken to a lot of HR leaders, and a question that I've often asked them is that, you know, in 1980, when I was a young manager in a large company, the human resources function was really the personnel manager who was focused more on payroll. And if you had a factory, it was industrial relations. Today, it's become the CHRO and a key part of the C-suite. My question to you is, what has changed and evolved in the HR function over the last three or four decades? I think we have changed and evolved. Mm -hmm. And so expectations of the workforce are mm-hmm. very different today than they were in the 80s than they mm-hmm. were when when I first got into the position and I'm so I'm so grateful for the evolution I think I think today HR leaders have such an opportunity to impact the business mm-hmm. through a talent and a people lens in a way that they didn't before I mean it's it's really what I was talking about previously like my why it's mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of HR leaders join the profession is to maximize the potential and the capabilities of the people that they're serving. Mm -hmm. And HR leaders are in a much better position to do that today than they were in the eighties. And it just so happens that the workforce is demanding it. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to have a relationship with our business. We want our business to be about much more than profits. We want our business to be a place that we can grow and develop and improve. And, Mm -hmm. and so businesses are rising to the challenge. And if they don't, I mean, they're just, they're just not going to be competitive. Mm. And yet, you know, there are some CHROs who even told me that in their organizations, they've become profit centers. Yeah. And I was just, I was, I was, I'm wanting to give your perspective on how has the CHRO's role become such a critical part of the CEO's inner circle? 
Yeah, because we're recognizing that businesses don't grow, people mm. do. And only by tapping into and leveraging the, the strengths and the giftedness of the people in our businesses. I mean, mm. that's that's how that is the business mm. that that is the business. Right. And that's the future of the business. And so we've 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 got to connect with the people and understand mm. the talent that's there and and go so much deeper. You know, one of the things that that I appreciate about the pandemic is. I'm such an optimist. I'm always looking on the bright side, right? Yep. So one one of the things I appreciate is the opportunity to peer into each other's lives mm. in ways we never have before. Mm. I really think it created much more of a level ground for talent mm -hmm. to to show up in ways they hadn't before. And it's interesting because we're showing up virtually, mm -hmm. but you're also seeing a part of my life that hadn't hadn't been shown previously, and mm. that elicited. I believe that elicited all these parts of the human mm -hmm. that had previously been, you know, let's just keep that down. Let's focus more surface. And mm -hmm. we just aren't anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. pe people are, team members are demanding authenticity and real and transparency in ways they haven't, haven't had because mm -hmm. we've been real and transparent over the last couple of years. And it's going to be interesting to see how that evolution continues and, and mm -hmm. what becomes of that. Well said. What a great response. Thank you. So, you know, uh, continuing with the, the pandemic, I think uh, HR leaders have probably faced the biggest brunt uh, of the pandemic because of the people issues. Yes. Um, what, in your opinion, um, has changed uh, probably for the better as a result of the pandemic? Yeah. Well, I mean, you you won't be surprised to hear me say it's just a, it's a focus on mental health mm -hmm. is is a real is a real opportunity. And, you know, we so being a visionary people forward focused leader, I, I spend a lot of time like pouring into and loving on my team. Mm -hmm. And we've had you know, I've been with HRD for five and a half years now and every year at the beginning of the year. We spend time on strategy and goals and making sure that people get really clear about their their focus for the year. Mm. Something that we did this year, and we started it yesterday. We started it in December, but we started the conversation yesterday was much more of a focus on the personal. Mm -hmm. How are you personally growing and how are you taking care of yourself? And mm -hmm. we're giving all of our team members two inspiration days this, this year on top mm -hmm. of their PTO and their holidays. We want everybody to just take a day to get inspired, like mm -hmm. whatever you do. And I think that HR leaders across industries, across organizations are really leaning into the mental health mm -hmm. of their workforce. And I mean, there's, and you've seen that, right? Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of, of ways in which they're doing that with access to, um, to mental health care in ways that hasn't been before and mm -hmm. just talking about it so much more. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, and for me, for the first time, like yesterday I said to my teams, like, I want you to take care of yourselves mm -hmm. first and foremost this year, because I know that you're only going to serve our clients and our customers and our partners mm -hmm. when you are filled, when you are in a good mm -hmm. place. So mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the message I'm hearing from, from a lot of clients and certainly that we're talking about internally. Amazing. I also want to talk to you a little bit about the great resignation. And then someone else said about the great termination. 
So uh, yeah. there seem to be a lot of resignations and a lot of terminations happening. What are your perspectives? Yeah. I love it. I love I I love it. I think it's I've also heard it referred to as the great awakening mm-hmm. and that really resonates with me. I think, you know, as an executive coach, I work with a lot of leaders just on helping them to find like what is their why? What is their purpose? And mm-hmm. I think over the last couple of years, we've just seen masses of people like asking questions about life mm-hmm. and what do I want? And what do I want my experience to be? And I think that's fantastic. I mean, because that's that is such important work. And the pandemic and the more the mortality that came with it really caused a lot of people to wake up to parts of themselves that they hadn't been thinking about or reflecting on. And so I I think it's an indication of a much bigger movement. I mean, I, I am such a spiritual, philosophical person and and I believe that whenever things are happening, there's always a bigger picture why. Mm. And for me, that the great resignation and and people being people leading their organizations is an indication that there's something stirring inside them. And I think that's a good stir. Absolutely. And, you know, you're so right, because I'm from the boomers generation. And for me, it was only work, work and work. I mean, we couldn't even think. Yeah, taking right. a day off if you change jobs. You finished right. on Friday evening and started work on a Monday morning. But <laughs> things have changed very dramatically. And thank you for telling me it's all for the better. But, you know, uh, moving on, I, and I will come to some questions on coaching, but I've got another five, six minutes of discussion <laughs> on human resources because it's always good to have such a senior leader like you uh, talk on human resources. There's also a lot of technology that's being brought into the human resources function. Yeah. And there's artificial intelligence and so on and so forth. I'd love to get your thoughts on what is it. And it's overwhelming. I mean, there's just so much. So Mm. you alluded to in the intro, you talked about another organization that I lead called Next Gen Talent. Yeah. And the sole the sole focus of that organization is equipping emerging HR and talent Mm. leaders. Mm to build business skills. And we spend two months on technology because there's so much. Mm -hmm. So there's, there certainly is the, like, what are the skills that, you know, not even HR, but I think executives and and leaders, what are their technology skills that that are needed and how do you stay up to date? Mm -hmm. But there's also then the marketplace that the Mm -hmm. HR technology space just continues to grow. Mm -hmm. And so I I always highlight um, an organization called, select software reviews mm-hmm. they're in boston in the in the united states but they have done a fabulous job of vetting mm-hmm. the hundreds and, and in some cases thousands of technologies that are on the market mm-hmm. in different categories you know there's there's the hris systems there's the employee experience systems there's ats's I, I bucket it in those three ways just because it's easy for me to think about those three. The mm-hmm. employee experience softwares, that's a huge category with a lot of subcategories. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of think of it in those ways, Select Software Reviews has done a really good job of looking at all the technology that's available mm-hmm. and and then providing providing expertise around ease of use and and how to work with the system and 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 a lot of a lot of guidance around how to source technology. Mm-hmm. You know, how, where do I where do I start? 
Mm. And, it, and and for me, it always starts with the business case, mm. right? Recognizing what it is that your business needs and clearly documenting that and aligning with stakeholders internally and mm. then going to the market to see what are the tools that are both or that are most going to solve for that. Mm. Interesting. Um, my next question to you is uh, partly related to the pandemic and uh, which is that, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of young people. Uh, millennial and uh, Gen Z leaders, where I think work from from home has now become a part of normal life. It isn't as if now that the pandemic is getting over, you get back to your five-day week or 40 hours a a week. week. What Do you think that work from home is now uh, permanently going to be a part of the young people's uh, expectations from work? I, I I do. And mm-hmm. I don't know for certain. I mean, it, it just based on my experience and what I hear from clients and what I see. And I would say even one step further, I think it's work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a lot of colleagues and clients that are taking trips and extend extending their trips. And we'll all just work from California or I'll just mm-hmm. work from London because I can. Mm-hmm. So, so much of the work that we do is, mm-hmm. is lends itself. Mm. to virtual and remote connection. Mm. And, and I don't know what that means for manufacturing or healthcare. I think mm. in those industries, we have to look at other ways to, to bring in flexibility. Because I don't know that it's, I, I really don't think it's as much about working from anywhere. Mm. I think it's about autonomy and flexibility mm. and people feeling like they have some control over their lives mm. and that they can do the things that are important to them. So if we can figure out ways to create experiences that allow for more autonomy and flexibility in industries where people can't work from home, mm-hmm. I think it will help solve for some well of that. Said. Well said. But yet the other question that I've often wondered is that uh, most corporations are looking for succession planning from their young people. Yeah. Now, if a lot of the young people stop uh, looking at a permanent <laughs> career, what happens to leadership in the in the future? Yeah, I think it becomes much more agile, doesn't mm. it? And mm. I think, you know, the, the leadership development work that we do, we, we talk a lot about wherever you go, there you are. Mm. And the lines between personal and professional are, are so blurry now. Mm. And I think that's indicative of what's happening mm. is that, you, I mean, look, look at me. I mean, and I, I, I am a gen, I'm a uh, Gen Xer. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of on that cusp of the millennial Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, at my age, like I, I want to have multiple businesses and leadership. I mean, you talked about the boards that I'm on. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not about like one gig. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of gigs in a, with different aspects, different things that fill me up, different mm-hmm. ways to use my gifts and I think that's the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Is I want to take the gifts and talents I have and use them in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. It certainly isn't about going to work for one company for the rest of your career. It's mm-hmm. using the gifts and talents I have in lots of different ways. Fascinating. And that is that is going to shape mm-hmm. leadership very differently, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I agree. Because I often, often wonder, I mean, you know, whether it's a, a Procter & Gamble or whether it is a Citibank. Where will they get their next leaders who spent, as they used to say, from the cradle to grave kind of uh, <laughs> you know, leaders who joined when they were yeah. babies? And, like, 
Well, but but think, and one thing I would say is that I think the needs of the workforce change. Mm. You know, when I went into an office every day and the interactions I had with my coworkers were very different, it did require a different leadership than a remote or virtual leadership. I think the, I think the core, the foundation, you know, cl- being clear on focus and mission and being given opportunities to mm-hmm. experiment and try and being, being, being given feedback and coaching and the, the core, I think they will show up in different ways, but some mm-hmm. of those core skills, I believe will continue to be just as important as they are today. Fascinating. So now let's talk a little bit about your other avatar as a coach. Um, yeah. Mm. Let me start by asking you that how has your background in HR and senior corporate roles uh, supported your coaching philosophy, your style, and your values? Oh, what a great question. I've never been asked that in that way, and I really mm. like it. So I have spent my, let's see, tw- almost 23 years, I guess now, in the corporate space. Mm. Um Half has been inside of organizations. Mm -hmm. So I started as an HR generalist, worked for a global organization based in London, doing Mm -hmm. global HR for several years. I've also led HR for Mm -hmm. a large security business. And then the other half, so gosh, 12 plus years, have been in consulting Mm -hmm. with large organizations like MasterCard and Delta Mm -hmm. Fawcett and Vera Bradley and Allegiant Marathon Health. And Mm -hmm. so I've had an opportunity to work for huge global organizations. And here's here's a philosophy that I have. I I very much believe that the a, a lot of the like employment issues and the drama in the workplace that that often lends lends itself to employee relations issues. Mm. I believe that that most of those could be mitigated with strong leadership. Mm. Very early in my career, I stepped out of an HR generalist role because I really wanted to pour into leaders. I, mm-hmm. I, I had the sense that if we were spending more time equipping leaders, mm-hmm. then these issues would go away. These Correct. HR issues Correct. would go away. So that, so that's my, so my philosophy is a very empowering one. Mm. I don't, I don't believe that I have anything to teach anyone. I have my own leadership challenges. Mm. And so my role is to ask questions. My role is to help you uncover Mm. what's important to you Mm -hmm. and then to live that out in an Mm. authentic way so that you can connect with people. Interesting. And, and that that builds trust, that builds credibility. Mm-hmm. And so challenge, challenges typically dissipate in the face of truth and authenticity. And mm-hmm. so when we can be more of who we already are, life just gets a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leadership gets a lot easier. Very, very interesting. My next question to you is that, uh, you know, Andrea, we're all influenced by different people in our lives. And the, you know, these influences impact us as coaches. I'd love to get your thoughts and your perspectives on how have some of the people influenced your thinking as a coach? Yeah, what a great question. And you know, it's such a, I'm just seeing all of these faces in mm-hmm. my in my mind's eye right now. I'm just so grateful to have people early in my career that, that spotted my potential, that... Mm-hmm 
encouraged my heart, that encouraged my big ideas and put me into opportunities that I never would have had because I didn't, I didn't have the bigger picture that they had. I mean, that, that has been huge. And so now at this point in my career, like I am always looking for who are those people that are stepping up Mm. and how can I put them in an opportunity to lead? Mm. There's um, I'll just give you a quick example. There's leaders in this next gen talent program Mm -hmm. that I'm leading and Mm. One of them told me recently that he really wanted to do more public speaking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm now looking for opportunities. I, I had a speaking gig that I invited him to collaborate with me on, and he actually mm-hmm. delivered part of it. Okay. Recently, I saw another opportunity pop up. And so I'm like, hey, I want you to apply to speak at that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the key, right, is that, you know, as senior leaders, we have a broader perspective and purview. And so we have a responsibility to put those opportunities in front of people. Mm. That is, that's just one of the things that coaches and mentors in my life have really, have really modeled and helped me, helped me to be. Amazing. So we've got time for two more questions. My next question to you is on culture, you know, uh, and I've worked with many, many different people from different parts of the world where culture becomes an important part of working with them. Yeah. As a coach, uh, I'm sure you're working with multiple cultures. And of course, you live in a country which is so diverse culturally. Yeah. My question is, how does culture impact you uh, interacting with your coach? Oh, it's everything. You know, I, I think of I think of culture as like the environment, the mm-hmm. energy between people. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. And we... Our guard will come down mm-hmm. only when the environment is safe mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And so as a leader, you know, I, I, I can't just jump in to what are your challenges? I've not yeah. earned, I've not earned the right. Yeah. I, I have to take the time to how are you and mm-hmm. tell me about you and what are you thinking about? What's important to you right now? Mm-hmm. Building trust and connection. And that creates a culture and an mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. where it's safe. Because all of our jumping off points are different. I mean, there, there are some people that will just jump right in and start sharing. But there are some people that because of their background, because of their experiences, they're a bit they're a bit averse to that. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a little longer to mm-hmm. build trust and connection mm-hmm. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's all about meeting people where they are and and respecting their boundaries, not making assumptions respecting their background and their experiences and, and, and trusting the process. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're not going to connect with everyone. We're not going to get all of the, all of the goodness from every single interaction or conversation. We have to be willing to hang in there and trust the process. Yeah. Trust Thank life. You. Yeah, absolutely. Great response. Thank you. And my last question to you, Andrea, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation Based on your amazing journey as and uh, you know and 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 your entire role in human, uh, HR and uh, having mentored so many people, having having coached so many people, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own knowledge, experience, and your journey? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is. You know, it is, and, I, and, I, and I'm trying to think of like the like the rawest way to say mm-hmm. this is that 
I really don't have any idea what I'm doing. Hmm. You know, I, I think so much of the time, like as I'm working with mentors and mentees, they, they have this sense of like, you've got it figured out. No, yeah. mm. I will never have it figured out. Not, that's part of the beauty of life. And mm. so letting go, there's a, there's a humility in that, but there's also a confidence in that. Yeah. I don't say that with like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I say that with a lot of confidence that mm. because I'm always growing. Mm. Yes. I have had incredible experiences, but I mean, I ain't, I ain't seen nothing yet. Mm. You know, I have, so much that I want to give mm-hmm. and contribute. And right. it's only in the the being willing to admit that I don't really know. You know, it's every day is with a gulp and a sigh. Mm-hmm. I keep going. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't feel like doing something, it's like, okay, then maybe that's what I need to do, right. you know, and step stepping into the, in the, to the discomfort of it, mm-hmm. recognizing that mm-hmm. leadership is a daily personal challenge. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, a, a lot of times you like, you, you look at people who have, ch- have achieved a lot and you yeah. think like it happened overnight. No, mm. it doesn't. It happens with showing up mm. every day, Listen. showing up and, and doing it afraid, being willing to say the thing or do the thing when you don't want to. I mean, that's, that's the, I think that's the biggest lesson that I've Absolutely. learned. And that's, that's a very, very powerful lesson. Uh, and on that note, Andrea, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me for about your journey, about a lot of your learnings. Thank you for speaking to me at such great length about human resources. I was uh, particularly impressed with some of your amazing philosophies. And of mm. course, what you said in the in the end, I, I don't really know, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I, no, I have no problem in admitting I don't know. But right. life is a daily personal challenge and we will keep going at it. Thank you also for speaking to me about your coaching philosophies. Awesome. Thank you again. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.